Hey, hey, before we get started, I just wanted to extend a super, super warm thank you to everybody listening to this podcast really, really consistently. This podcast is growing 100% month over month for the last three to four months. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone reaching out in the DMs, saying that you love what you're hearing, asking questions, getting further explanations. I love hearing from you guys. Don't be afraid to ever, ever, ever reach out. But a big question that I was getting was how do I actually market my business? What is the framework that I need to follow? Deeper than just these little pieces. They're wonderful on your podcast, but I want a little bit of a structure. So I recorded a hour-long full training all about the exact framework that I use as well as I teach my clients how to market your business on social media without fancy techniques, without fancy setups, without a huge audience, without all of that big vanity metric stuff. This is going to teach you exactly what you need to know that I used in order to sell $30,000 passively through social media as well as what I teach my clients. So click the link in the show notes, just sign up there and I will send over this full training from you. It is so deep, so juicy and I had so much fun, fun recording it with the audience that I had out there. So if you want more, if you want to know the exact framework you need to use, click the link in the show notes. You will get so much good information out of there really nitty gritty on what it is that you need to be focusing on social media within in your business with the experience that you're giving and really not just the what and the why but the when which is such a big piece that people really don't talk about too much all right so thank you so much for being here this is my warm thank you to you click the link in the show notes and I'm hopping off this soapbox enjoy this episode with Emma talking all about boundaries hey Emma thanks for being here Hi, how's it going? Good. So excited to have you today. Uh, Emma, if you just want to introduce yourself, where you're like who you are, what you do, where you're from, all of the things, just so everybody knows before we get started. Yeah, for sure. So obviously my name is Emma. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a mindset coach who specializes in boundaries. Um, mm. So that's sort of my main focus. And then I'm from, I'm a little Canadian over here in hey. the cold north right now north yes it's been so cold here too um so boundaries I think boundaries is something everybody can use in their entire life and can always work more on can you kind of like talk to that like why are they so important what are they kind of stuff like that yeah so boundaries like I feel like it's something that you could talk about forever because I feel like boundaries are super super unique to like everyone um but you know the reason that they're important is going to change per person and what they want their boundaries to, to do. I think when we think about boundaries, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is like boundaries with people, right? Like setting a boundary with like, normally like a work, like a work life balance is probably like the biggest boundary that people often assume or the one that they lack the most. Um, but then obviously like the way I like to look at it is boundaries are just really awesome guidelines that we can implement in almost all aspects of our lives, whether it's with work, whether it's with friends or family, Um, And even like with social media and ourselves, I just think a lot of the mindset blockers that we deal with boundaries can either help us or keep us really confined. Um, So my whole like story or my whole deal with boundaries is that they're like, there's a really perfect balance. And I like, like helping people find that perfect balance between too much boundary and not enough boundary, (laughs) like too restrictive and then not enough where you're kind of just free flowing. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like, too restricted it's like you're never going to say yes to things you're going to stay very scared um 
and then like maybe too loosey-goosey as you say yes to absolutely everything um and you're always putting everybody like in like ahead of yourself and all of those kinds of things Um, it's nice to find like a happy medium so that not only is your like business successful but your overall life feels great and you're enjoying it you wake up on monday morning and you don't hate everything that's (laughs) the goal Yes, you're excited about what you're doing. And what areas of work do you normally see that people need the most boundaries in? So it kind of depends. I think like if you're a service-based industry, it's obviously, it's always dealing with clients. And it's normally that people have not put in these like upfront boundary contracts with their clients. They like, Mm -hmm. they jump in, they're super excited to hang out with people, to chat and to like create something great with someone. And then like, two calls down the road, something's happened or they're getting calls at midnight and then the boundary, now you've got to build one or reinforce boundary that could have been prevented. In the, like in a more product-based service, a lot of times it's more like, it's the self stuff. It's the self-comparison. It's the perfectionism is huge. I feel Mm -hmm. like in the product side, like is my product good enough or why would anybody want or care about my product? Yeah. Um, So that's like huge is like, the self boundaries on the product side, obviously customers also probably don't always write the nicest things. Um, so just having some boundaries about being like, that's their opinion. It doesn't reflect on me and on my things different and different things like that. Yeah. And I, it, it definitely is. And I see the perfectionism side on so many different avenues with product service, whatever it is, um, where, like, how do you, how do you fight that? Like, how do you fight perfectionism with boundaries? Yeah. So perfectionism is interesting because, and this is going to sound like an AA meeting thing, but it's like, <laughs> hi, my name is Emma and I'm a perfectionist. Yes. Perfectionism is my like kryptonite. It's my, like, yeah. th- it, it's the thing that knocks me out all the time. And it's the thing that shows up every single day. Like I will spend hours on Canva Mm -hmm. trying to find the perfect graphic or something yeah Yeah, exactly so for me boundaries um with perfectionism one of the ones was outsourcing Mm. so like literally I like paying someone or finding my own graphics so outsourcing things that I knew I was never going to be happy with if I did it myself website design um like I said the like graphics um just different things like that like even like outsourcing like I don't make my own clothes because I know I'd never be happy with it. Yeah. So that's like a product of like outsourcing. You go out and buy clothes that make you feel good, but they were mm. built by someone else. Um, but the other thing is it's like, it's a lot of mindset work. And the thing with perfectionism is that sometimes it's a boundary that isn't there, but most often with perfectionism, it's a boundary that we put in place. Mm. So boundaries, when we set them up are normally built from a place of fear and protection. So like something has happened. We've had an in situation that's occurred. And it caused us to be scared or to trigger our flight and fight response. And the boundary is the reason we built it. So for me, when I was younger, like I wanted to be perfect in every way because that's how I thought I was going to get the perfect grades in school, have the perfect life, like be the epitome of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously when something happens and you're just like, you didn't get the A that you thought you were going to get or the product didn't go well or the boyfriend dumped (laughs) you or something happened your perfectionism was like, well, obviously you take that on yourself and you're like, I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. or whatever I did wasn't good enough. So immediately you're starting to build that boundary. And so with perfectionism, boundaries are normally ones that we've restricted ourselves into just because Mm -hmm. of the fact that like, we've had something that's happened that caused us to start building up this wall. And so like, and then what happens (laughs) we do something, we kill ourselves over it, trying to make it perfect. 
And then we get really good feedback on that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, Oh, you know, that cake was wonderful. I slayed till 2am to make it. I nearly killed myself over this. Yes, but it looked awesome. It went well. It tasted good. So then we realized, well, that's this, like what I just did is the only thing that's going to work to make Mm -hmm. me feel good or to make this perfect is essentially what it is. Um, so that's a boundary that you're building. That's not necessarily like a healthy one when it comes to like, you want to strive to be good in things. You want to strive to, you know, like the content you're putting out, but if you're going to like literally kill yourself over it, then that's where we have to start and make these shifts in our mindset and start breaking a boundary Mm -hmm. is essentially what we have to do. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, and I I hear that a lot with my clients too, is they'll be like, I was up until two o'clock in the morning, more on my product based side. It's like, I was up until two o'clock in the morning because I have this big order and I needed to do it. And I think a lot of times people try to fit their life, like in their business. Like once they start their business, their business is their life and they do it all day. They do it all the time. And then they're trying to fit like the little life things, like the things they actually like other things that they enjoy doing into their life where their business should fit into their life, not the opposite way around. How do you like try to set boundaries? Like how do you help people set boundaries for like kind of that balance there too? Like how do you find that happy medium that you set? Yeah. So this is going to be obviously different for everyone, but some of the key things is like my, what I like to do is like take a two week span, take a 14 day. And I want you to write down every single time. So say perfectionism hits you when you know the way that your body will react to it. Like every single time you're doing something, write it down and then write down like what happened. So if you are working on a really like late night order, write that down and be like, well, I had like stayed up till 2am and I completed this order, but like write down the scenario around that. Why did you stay up till 2 a.m.? Was Mm -hmm. it because the order came in really late? Was it because a customer like was rude to you? Was it because you like felt the need? Like you were like, if I don't get this done, then they're not going to pay me or they're not going to be happy with it. And then from there, we can kind of diagnose where that's all stemming from. And normally it's something like perfectionism. And normally that's something that happened in childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, Our childhood like builds us in every single way when we're adults. So from there, I can kind of take that information and we can kind of start to either build or break boundaries depending on what it it is. So if someone's like, I get orders coming in at 2 a.m., then that means like what we need to do is that your order notifications need to be turned off by 6 p.m. That's a boundary. Like we can set that boundary with you so that you aren't getting, you know, notifications past 6 p.m. Because if you get the last notification at six, order completed by eight, then you're off, like hands off kind of a thing. Um, so that's just like one little tweak that you can do or, or outsourcing. Like, like I said, like there's so many, if it's a graphic or you're trying to create a label or different things like that, that you are just like stressed out, frazzled, it's not ever turning out the way you exactly want it to. Yeah. There are people out there who can help you. Um, and sometimes they can just do it for free too. There's lots of templates and stuff on Canva that you don't necessarily have to start from scratch with. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like if you audit the things that are bringing you the most stress, the things that like, because we start a business to enjoy what we're doing. We start a business because, and all the process of it, sometimes it's like, you have to do the hard things, you have to do it. But there's also a part between doing the hard things and doing things that you just like really don't enjoy and like not leaning into your, your weaknesses and outsourcing those as well is a, is a big boundary. And I don't think like there's some businesses out there that can't outsource. And I get that in the beginning. It's 
just doesn't really work. Um, but kind of leaning into the tools and the resources that you can have there too. Do you think that that can, that can be caught or that can be used as a boundary in their businesses, like using other people's tools, using other people's resources to make it easier on yourself? Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like, um, one of the things like, so for me, one of the things that was like the hardest was my brand. Like I, for the longest time used to do all my branding on my own. I would try to create my own logo, my own slogan, my own brand colors. And I, like, I hate it. It's not (laughs) what I want at all, but I was like, I'm not in a position financially where I can hire someone to do this for me. Um, until I did like a transfer of services. So Mm. I will like, you can, but that used to be the thing before like cash and like money flow was a huge thing. It's like, is there something that you can give like to trade? So for me, like I'm getting a full website redesign, but I'm also like enrolling this girl in my 12 week coaching program. And that's like, so she's going to redo my website and I get to help her on the boundary side of things. So it's, it also feels good because it's like you're helping each other out to entrepreneurs making it work in the big, you know, in the big cog of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a, that is a unique thing to look into too, is like, where can you, where can you trade other people for services, for products, whatever it is that you have. Um, and you like, as all of this is mindset, but what are some of those like boundaries versus mindset? What is like some mindset blocks that people have that make them not want to set these boundaries? Yeah. So a huge one, like perfectionism is obviously key, but another one would be people pleasing. That I find is like, especially especially if you're a new entrepreneur, right? Like you want to like, make sure that like, you know, anytime you get like a client, especially if you're new, it's like, oh my God, I have to like make this the best experience ever. And they need to have absolutely everything in order to get their money's worth. Yeah. Right. Like to feel like they are getting satisfaction for what they paid. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's huge. I feel like that can be on service and product, right? Oh gosh. Yes. On both scales, like to the max. Yeah. So so that's, so then, um, the other one is like imposter syndrome is huge, especially Mm -hmm. again, like a lot of these focus, like when you're starting out in a business, that's where like, these are the ones that hate you that you kind of don't feel like are going to hit you until they do. Until yeah. you realize that you scroll through Instagram for like three hours and you just feel like <laughs> crap when you come off of it. That's yeah. like, all right, maybe it's not working the way it's supposed to. We need to like put a boundary up to kind of scale back how much you're consuming versus creating. Mm-hmm. Um, so like people pleasing, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, burnout. Um, mm. There's also a really one, um, one that people always forget about is decision fatigue. Ooh. Making too many decisions. We, that's like kind of goes hand in hand with burnout, but like, if you wake up in the morning and you have to pick out what you're going to wear, make your lunch, choose what, you know, mascara you're going to put on yeah. all these tiny little decisions are taking up basically room in your little decision stamina box, <laughs> which means that when a big decision comes like, you know, do I enroll this person in my program or do I spend the money on this other thing or blah, 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 whatever happens, a larger business or life decision comes up. If you constantly spend time making really tiny almost meaningless decisions when it comes time for that big decision you're not going to function as well and you probably are more likely to make a poor decision because Mm. of the fact that you are just almost like burnt out from making decisions yeah so boundaries can step in and help you be like okay for some people they go to the extreme of like this is where like the minimalism thing comes in Mm -hmm. i being like i have a uniform so they wear jeans and a black t-shirt every day so that's not a decision they have to make Mm. um 
Um, but it could be as simple as like just meal planning or making your lunch the night before. So you don't have to think about it in the morning so that you're allowing your brain the space to make decisions that are actually important and actually like life-changing, if you will. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting that's a big one. I, feel like I haven't really looked at how many like little meaningless decisions I make throughout my day. I mean, I really don't like my meals are something that I try to keep as simple as possible, just like as working from home and like not really wanting to spend a ton of time making my meals. My breakfast and lunch is like the exact same almost every single day from a health standpoint. I don't know if that's fantastic <laughs> for like whatever the variety of everything in your gut, but uh, like your breakfast and lunch is like the exact same. So I've minimized that, but it's interesting. I guess you really don't think like how many times a day am I like, oh, should this or that? And then you have to make the little decisions there too. And how much, and I hate making like when people are like, oh, what movie do you want to watch? I never care. What, what like res- what restaurant do you want to go to? I never care. Cause it's like, it's such a meaningless decision that I'm happy if we go to Taco Bell or McDonald's, like it really doesn't matter. Um, but your I gut's think- going to be the same no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, the exact same correct either way. <laughs> Correct. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and so with boundaries, like how do you, how do you start setting boundaries? Like what's that first step to be like, Oh, I need, I need a boundary here or Ooh, like I'm, these boundaries are too strict and I'm restricting myself. Yeah. So obviously setting boundaries is a lot easier than breaking boundaries, at least recognizing. Cause like you just said it right there. It's like, well, when like something happened now, I need a boundary. Well, that's the exact moment that you know that a boundary needs like your gut will tell you it'll be yeah. like this situation wasn't okay I'd prefer not to encounter this again <laughs> and then obviously like boundary. again it's about protecting yourself so it'll be like what can we do to avoid that it's not walking down the street late at night without some sort of device or talking <laughs> yes. on the phone like yeah. those are common ones of like that gut reaction if you're a female and you're walking alone at night you're on mm-hmm. high alert that's just something oh, yeah. that we are ingrained Developed. into now yes um that's a boundary. That's like, I'm not going to listen to music when I'm walking down the street late at night because that's unsafe. So it's about protecting yourself. So just as soon as your gut will tell you, and people just have to learn to like lean into that. And that can Mm -hmm. be really like scary. It's like doing a trust fall with yourself essentially. And then the other thing is like, is just knowing your why. The biggest part about boundaries is that if you aren't super clear on why you are setting the boundary or feel the need to put the boundary, it's not going to be strong to begin with. And you're more likely to have to reinforce it over and over and over again and have it disrespected over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. you're just like, what's the, people are going to be like, well, why is she doing it? Yeah. So if, you're, if you're clear on your why, you're able to tell other people why you are putting it in place. Mm. That's, so for like setting boundaries, that's a little bit easier. And I guess like the most common example is the creepy dude at work. Yeah. Right. You're <laughs> just like, obviously you know why you would like the creepy dude to stop hitting on you at work or in the office yeah and you're able like that's like the biggest like boundary example is obviously like some sort of creepy like I have to set a boundary because I'm being sexually harassed at work yeah like that's kind of like what's not acceptable that's a gut reaction that you're like whatever happened between the two of you was not okay and it can't happen again so your boundaries at that point are very very clear and you know why but Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like putting boundaries up with yourself or putting boundaries up with someone that you are providing a service to, um, or a product to that can be, it can get a little bit blurry for sure. Um, but knowing your why can really help you streamline that, especially when it comes to like when people disrespect them Mm -hmm. or like step over the line, like the client calls you at nine, nine o'clock at night, like crying in a panic (laughs) and you don't answer and then they get mad at you. But that's because like, if you set a good boundary and you know, both know why they, they can't really do anything. They, yeah. 
you, you don't own it as much. Yeah, totally. And like in the service space, that's why contracts are so important, having a lot of your boundaries. And I think a big thing, like even myself and my own contract has has expanded as I worked with different people, as I encountered different scenarios. It's like, oh, it's it's the same reason why coffee has a, like a warning it's hot label on it is because someone somewhere spilled that coffee on them and someone got sued. And so it's like, oh, it's someone somewhere broke that boundary and so now we had to set it. Yeah, and it's like one of those things, it's almost like there's all these invisible boundaries in our lives, like little things that we know we aren't okay with but we don't actually bring them to like a physical stance, if you will, or like bring them to light until they were crossed. Yeah. So most times, like most times when a boundary needs to be set, it's because something's been crossed. That's not okay. Obviously mm-hmm. I try to encourage people, especially in a service or dealing with clients to like be preventative. So like think ahead, try to set your boundaries right from the get go and get a sense of like, what are you not willing to take? And what are you willing to take? Like, are you willing to have 24 access to be on 24 seven? If so, great. But if you're like, no, I could never live like that. Then that set, set a boundary, like right from the get-go be like in your contracts. I, you can, I can be reached 25 hours or something like that. And then, then you have to stick with it. You have to be the one that sticks and maintains your boundaries. Yeah. Well, and that's a big thing. Like the first couple of weeks you're working with someone is such a test period of your boundaries too. Is like, if you start breaking them right off the bat, oh, I'm only, I only work nine to five, but I'll respond sometimes at seven 30 at night. Then people oh, like, they start almost expecting you to do that, even though you have that boundary set and you like broke it one time to like try to appease somebody too, is like, you're, you're setting that example really early on in your business. So you don't have to break those again. One question I get asked is in the product side, and I think everybody in entrepreneurship, we can all feel this a little bit is like, especially in the beginning when you might be working a full-time job on the other side, or you might have kids and you're doing this like in between nap times or whatever that is, is people feel the need, like we are such overachievers. Like we are like those work hard, work all day, grit kind of people. And that can find yourself working until like late at night, early in the morning, because we love what we do and we love while we're doing it. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, holy cow, I was up until two o'clock in the morning, the last few nights doing this. And that's not healthy. How do you, how do you recommend like someone kind of structuring either their day or the boundary there of like, yes, we need to work because we have to fit it in, but we also have to do it on like a healthful wise. Yeah. So one of the things that like, I like to do when it comes to things like that is that sometimes you'll just get a spurt of like inspiration and you're just like so involved in your business. And one of the great things about entrepreneurship is the flexibility to do that Mm -hmm. is that you can literally be like Saturday morning. You're like, kids are asleep. I've got the house to myself and I feel like banging out some TikToks or something. You can do that because you're an entrepreneur and you run the show and nobody's there to like slap your wrist. But my, in like the flip side would be like, okay, so when are you going to take that time back? So if you were working a nine to five and they asked you to work on a Saturday, you normally would get either some sort of pay for that or time in lieu. They'd be like, okay, well then you're going to take off Friday. Totally. So then you need to do the same thing with yourself. So the moments you are feeling super inspired and you're like staying up till 2am, but you love it. Like Mm -hmm. as long as you love it and it's not causing you to feel like you can't excel in other areas of life or you're forcing it. By all means, stay up till 2 a.m. I will never tell you to not do that. I mean, I'm not a health coach. Um, but <laughs> but obviously, if you feel like energized, you feel happy and and the pieces of your life are fitting together and flowing smoothly, 
you do you. But as soon as there's friction, then it's time to be like, okay, I have to switch off. Mm-hmm. So that means like, if you are working Saturday mornings or late at night, that means Fridays you take off. Right. Yeah. Or you, and you book time, book time with people to help you schedule that as well. Right. Date nights, um, coffee dates, zoom meetings, calls, anything like that to kind of keep you on track. Other people are a great, great resource for accountability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to do the same thing as you would with a nine to five. If you're staying up late and working, that means you're not coming on as early in the morning. Totally. Uh, and you have that flexibility as an entrepreneur, like use it, abuse it, whatever you need to do uh, <laughs> because it's there and you're not going to get that in any other type of business really. So totally. You your own hours. Yeah. And when I started my business, I told myself like I was working nine to five, even though like I had my own schedule, I could make my own schedule. I was working nine to five and that allowed me to be so structured in my nine to five, like my quote unquote nine to five that on the nights that at like four 30 and I was like super excited. Cause the problem is, is I tell myself I'm working nine to five, but my most creative is like from 4 PM to like 10 PM. And so then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, I gotta like keep working on this. And then it allowed me to kind of give myself that great is sometimes if my mom wanted to go to lunch, I could go to lunch with her because I was so structured in that nine to five. And the other days is I had that grace of like, oh, I worked until 10 o'clock last night. Kind of like you said, like in lieu of, um, I worked until 10 o'clock last night. Yeah, I can go, I can go to lunch with you too. And, and I think like time blocking, scheduling everything, all of your things out, like increases your productivity as well as your boundaries from when you're done working. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's like the great thing is like, so time blocking is huge. So, um, whether you are an entrepreneur, like a full time, or you are balancing this with like a nine to five, there's like, you can block your time. Everybody's like, I can't do it. You can do it. You know, your (laughs) schedule, you know what the to do's are. I'm like, I'll call you out on that. Um, but it's, it, because time blocking allows you to keep track. So even if you're, if you're struggling so much and you're just like, I'm staying up till 4am every night, and I'm struggling like to wake up in the morning and I feel awful. That's obviously not working. So what I would suggest is like track your time. So if you are staying up till 4 a.m. every night, that means that you are staying in bed till noon <laughs> and that your work hours are four till midnight. Like if that's like the way that it needs to work for you, yeah. like nobody said that every entrepreneur had to work nine to five nine to Monday five. through Friday. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a nine to five. If you wanted to do that, you know, by all means, but you can also just get hired to do that. Yeah. But you obviously most entrepreneurs come into the space wanting freedom. Mm-hmm. And then like, once we get it, we're like, oh my God, it's too much, too much freedom. What do I do with all the freedom? <laughs> oh God, what and then I it's do? like, yeah. yeah, but you have, but then it's like, okay, well now you just need to restructure it so that it fits better for your life. And mm-hmm. your, your hours do not need to be nine to five Monday through Friday. They can be yeah. 10 till two Thursday through Tuesday. They yeah. can be, you know, four to eight, like do what, like do what whatever, you do what you, do what you want with it and do what feels right. Like yeah, they, it can be so flexible when it comes to stuff like that. Well, and how much of it do you think is like knowing yourself, like reading your body, reading your own mind and like reading your own like energy levels too? I mean, I'm a trust your gut kind of person. I like, yeah. I grew up, like my mom was always like, trust your gut. Your gut will tell you exactly what you totally. need to know. Too. Like, yes. I think it came down to just being like, you know, stranger danger, but I use it in like every aspect of my life. It's like, you know, that fish doesn't smell right. Or I don't feel great. Yeah. About that sushi. I'm not going to do it. Totally. Like you have this intuition and I'm not a very like woo kind of person, like yeah. magic and witches. And I don't really, 
I don't, I don't flow with that, but my no. biggest thing is the gut thing. Yeah. I mean, once you know, like your intuition, like once you like feel it once, you're definitely going to know. Yeah, totally. Like it's be like one of those things you can't ignore. Um, so if you're like, if you're staying up really late or you're starting really early and, or you're having an interaction, like even a sales call with someone prior to going like to selling them. And like during that sales call, it's just like, this doesn't feel right. Or yeah. not sure this is the right thing. It's probably not the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the learning to trust yourself. Like it literally is a trust fall with yourself mm-hmm. in those moments. When we've all had those sales calls well, while you're on the call and you're like pitching, you're like, oh my gosh, is this like someone that I actually want to like work with? Like, is this someone that's like, it doesn't really seem like it's a perfect fit. And those are normally the customers or the clients that are going to like be the biggest pain in the butt. Or like when you, in my family's business, my family owns an adventure resort um, in Northeastern Wisconsin. We do like outdoor activities and camping and stuff. And people ask for exceptions to our policies all the time. And there's a reason we have those policies in place and the people when we say sure when you give them an inch they really do take a mile with it it's like oh yeah sure we can do it this one time and then all of a sudden they show up and they're like but what about this one too and whenever you break those boundaries those are normally and the people that are there to break your boundaries the people that are asking you to break your boundaries or your policies or whatever it is are normally the ones that are going to be the biggest pain in the butts in the end as well Yeah. Those that's a hundred percent true. Like you're, you're going to have clients where like, you're going to show up and they might fit your ideal customer profile to a T. Like you might have this, like, I don't, this wedding, like come (laughs) to you or like this bride come to you. And she's like, I want you to do my invitations or my envelopes for me. And she, you know, she might be your perfect person on paper, but as soon as you meet her and you're just like, Oh Ooh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> then that is an indication that it should be a no and, and never feel bad for saying no, because in the entrepreneur space, there are, there are a lot of us. Yeah. So if, if you're not the right fit, like she's not the right fit for you. It's probably, you're also not the right fit for them, mm-hmm. but she's going to find someone who is the perfect fit. Definitely. Yeah. There's so many people out there that we can use. That's why it's cool with how big like entrepreneurship and online businesses are is they can go and find other people. We can go and find other people too. Yeah. Just like you saying no to her just opened up your time for someone that is the right person. Totally. So no's open sometimes more doors than yes does. Ooh, I like that one. (laughs) And what is like today if someone could implement something with boundaries in their business, what would you say is like a, a, something that they can do today, an action item, like some kind of task that they could do today to start implementing some of their boundaries? Yeah. My biggest thing is find how you want to say no. Mm. So like, think about any situation you're in. Doesn't matter if you're someone like, just how would you actually say no? How do you say no every day? Is it no, thank you. I'm good, but no, I'd prefer not to. No, <laughs> like basically like, nah, like no, however nah. you like to say no, like my action item to be, would be like narrow that down because that will be your default when you're t- like in tough situations is if you're like, you know, your I friend wants this? you to come and like pick them up at 3am to go party and you've got to like be up early for a client call. How do you say no to them? Is it like, no, nah, no, thanks. <laughs> nah. Maybe next time like whatever, find like your top two ways that you actually say no. So when those situations arise, you've got them. Like it's just autopilot. Yeah, totally. That's a, that's a really good tip. 
And what, so I asked all of my interviewees like the same three questions. What is like a resource, a book recommendation, a person to follow out there that you would recommend? Oh goodness. Um, okay. So a book, this is going to come out of left field, um, <laughs> but, but a book it's called the nature fix. Ooh. Um, I can't even, let me see if I can remember who the author is. Essentially it's about why or how nature makes us happy. Cool. I've never heard it's totally something. Yeah. I um, so not super about boundaries, but it's just this idea of like, I'm super outdoorsy would spend yeah. all of my time outside if I could. Me too. Um, and just reading it was like, it's really cool to get a really good understanding about like the benefits of being outside. And I mean, like, mm. not just like on your balcony, but actually going for a walk, being in a park, going for a hike, yeah. um, what it can do to kind of refresh your brain essentially. So that's like a really good book. If you're interested in nature, it's a really quick yeah. read. It's not very big. Mm. Um, so that's a really good one. Um, what were the other questions? Um, no, that's good. And so that was like a recommendation and I'll definitely have to add that to my Amazon list of books. Uh, the next question is if you could eat dinner with three people dead or alive, just to have a conversation, whatever, who would they be? Um, three people. Okay. One would be Meryl Streep because the woman is amazing and can do <laughs> yes. no wrong. Um, can do no wrong. Do no wrong. Um, the second person would be, I'm trying to think. Um, I think I would love to sit down. I feel like this would be such a weird dinner, but it would be like Meryl Streep. It would be my grandfather. Yes. Um, just because he passed when I was really young and I feel like he was such a cool dude. I'd love mm-hmm. to like pick his brain about everything. Yes. My grandma's um, on my list too. Yeah. And then the last person would probably be uh, yeah, maybe like my brother. I know that's like, he's alive. He's good. Um, but <laughs> he's good, well and good. <laughs> yeah, he um he's like five years younger than I am, so there's a bit of an age gap there. But like he's adulting now, like he's in the yeah. adult space. So I just feel like that would be a really cool dynamic. I mean, Meryl Streep would be there, so it'd always be a laugh. Yeah. But just like <laughs> the four of us having a grand old time at a dinner table, I feel like the, the conversations would be really interesting and just yeah. getting to know everybody. Meryl Streep, just because I think she can do no wrong. But like my brother and my grandfather, just because I feel like I don't know them that well. Yeah. yeah, so fun. I love it. And lastly, like biggest tip for any entrepreneur, mindset, boundaries or not, whatever it is, biggest tip for any business owner, what would your tip be? Jump. Jump. That sounds really scary, but like not for building. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in a bad way. It's but like, if like my favorite quote or one of my favorite quotes is like if it excites you but also scares the crap out of you you should probably do it yes so if it's something that like if it's if you feel butterflies I don't care if they scare you or if they make you excited yeah that's an indication again gut it's all about your gut um to go for it to just take the jump if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but really I as far as I know we only live once so (laughs) if anybody's like that's all I know yeah if you've been reincarnated by all means great um but I rather you know rather live a life of regrets than a what if for sure yeah yeah absolutely all right Emma where can people find you what can they like wear an Instagram whatever what's your handle things like that yeah so my Instagram handle is just the Emma Roy there's a lot of Emma Roy's. So I had to throw a D in there. Um, <laughs> the official web, Emma. Yeah. Website, 
uh, is Emma dash Roy. Again, there's a lot of us. Um, so that's where you can find me over there as well. Um, but I'm most active on Instagram. The website is nobody look at that. <laughs> Not till the rebrand's done. Yeah. The rebrand's coming through. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was so much fun. And it's definitely something that people can implement in their life and their business in so many aspects. It'll be super helpful. Awesome. Thanks so much, Maddie. It was, it was awesome to, to be a part of this. Yeah. Nice to chat with you.